All right, I'm going to start this podcast episode with a few keynotes to make. Number one, I am recording this one on my balcony here on the Gold Coast in Australia, and I am looking at the beach. The view is amazing. However, the background noise, not so good. But I thought, you know what? It's all right. I'm sure the people won't mind. Number two is I don't actually have any notes planned for this episode, so I'm just kind of doing it on the fly as I go. And number three, I just had some pre-workout. It's probably going to kick in soon. But I'm going to get through this podcast first before I go train. Just some just some points I wanted to make, you know. Just in case you're like, oh no, the sound wasn't good or anything like that. Because one thing I noticed with this podcast, actually, is that I still have a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is probably unheard of now. Nah, it's probably common. I have seen four to five, like 4.5 or something like that, quite common across uh, various podcasts that I listen to. And I'm like, wow, I still got five stars. I haven't pissed off anyone yet. So that's a good thing. Anyways, welcome to the Physique Formation Podcast with your host, Denver Stain. And today I want to actually answer a question that one of my clients shot through earlier today. I actually have not responded to it yet, uh, but I thought I might just answer it here and they can hear it. And then I can obviously respond uh, to them privately as well. But basically the question is, or the point that they made is that they're looking to have more food freedom using flexible dieting, obviously, and have a bit more variety and I guess a mindful approach to eating instead of bouncing between having a very rigid meal plan that they're constantly trying to stick to or feeling like they're off plan and binging. And I actually had a conversation with another client yesterday about their mindset and they currently are in a position where they have an all or nothing mindset where either they're all in with the diet they're 100 percent on point but if they fall off track it's like nothing and then they just completely go off track because you know if you're not 100 percent, what's the point even trying and that's probably the downfall of clean eating back in the day something that we used to do right so having very rigid meal plans and having to stick to them and not allowing for variety the downfall of that is like, hey, if I don't if I don't follow this plan or if I eat something different or if I go to someone's house and they offer me, you know, something completely different, a small snack, maybe a coffee with milk or sugar or something, and I have it, then I'm going off plan, therefore I'm failing, therefore I might as well just scratch the whole day and completely go off track. And that's the whole idea behind flexible dieting and tracking your macros. So you you can actually go and have a slice of pizza and not feel like you should eat the whole entire pizza because you stuffed up and you should just start again the next day. That's the whole goal, yeah? So to have calorie awareness, food quality awareness as well, and also understanding the foundations of what actually matters around our goals when it comes to nutritional planning, that's what we're really aiming to do for myself as a coach when I work with all my clients. And then just, you know, everyone as a whole when it comes to having a fun and exciting lifestyle whilst you're also working towards your goals. Now, some people would say that it's very important to be 110% on point, very rigid, track everything, I actually have a friend who, in a fat loss phase, would drink a bunch of Pepsi Max, and Pepsi Max obviously contains a couple of calories, maybe like six calories per bottle, like small bottle, 600 ml bottle, something like that, right? It's very insignificant. And he told me that he would, because he would drink Pepsi Max sometimes, and quite a lot of it, just to kind of deal with the hunger and the cravings in a fat loss phase, he would throw away some of the almonds he was supposed to eat because that just offsets the calories from the Pepsi Max. And at the time, I thought that was actually insane, right? And over the top. But some people have that mindset of like, I need to maintain calorie control. 
uh, you know, I had a few extra calories here and there, so I better restrict here or there as well, or whatever. And um, some people are just like, hey, if you don't follow this plan 110%, you're just not doing good enough. And, you know, I guess it depends on what level of, um, what mindset you have, I guess, or what level of expectation you have for yourself and how that might affect your social life I guess and things outside of your personal goals as well because I know that for a lot of athletes looking to you know get that extra one percent they will go the extra mile to ensure every single thing is tracked they will eat the exact same foods every single day and they will eat the same meals at the same time etc etc and think nothing of it obviously that comes at the expense of having a social life being able to eat with other people and whatever else comes with it but oftentimes that allows them to become elite and separate them from everyone else so there's an argument to be made obviously in regards to that and I never want to go off topic with it but I guess the main focus here is that I would say 99% of people don't need to have an all-or-nothing approach and uh, most of us will see a positive outcome with just making smarter decisions overall being mindful and tracking things on a week-to-week basis, kind of checking in with yourself or checking in with your coach on a week-to-week basis, looking to improve things along the way as well. And that's kind of the main focus, yeah? So to answer this question or to like touch on this topic um, directly, the best way to have like to work towards a more flexible approach or having more freedom around food is to learn and understand the calorie content of various foods so therefore tracking various foods into my fitness pal having you know a larger array of food selection across your week will give you a higher level of um, education i guess or knowledge around how many calories are in certain foods can also help you with knowing uh, you know the, the macronutrient content of certain foods so then when you go out and you eat you can think to yourself okay i need to have a protein source so obviously that's going to be you know chicken or tuna or fish or egg whites or steak or salmon or whatever it might be but hey if i have salmon that's going to have a bit more fat so i better reduce my fat intake later on in the day etc etc so having this awareness of what actually is in each food that you eat is the first step towards then unlocking a little bit more freedom and then just focusing on general habits around nutrition so for example when i travel when i go to europe or something like that my key focus, my key goals when I'm eating mindfully, which I've done many times over, I think I ate mindfully for about six months straight one time, didn't track a single thing. And my main focus for the day or every day was eat a protein source with every meal, eat two fruits every single day, and have multiple servings of vegetables across the day as well. And then I kind of transitioned that into eat a fruit and a vegetable or fruit or a vegetable at every single meal that I consume across the day and try to have a protein source every four hours minimum. So I might be in Paris and I find myself at a supermarket buying a barbecue chicken and a salad bowl and I just put the chicken in there and I've got my, my vegetables and my um, my protein, right? Or I would have a pro- I'd buy a tub of protein powder while I'm on the go and have some protein and a piece of fruit or something like that and it's just being mindful of hey am i ticking off my protein target for the day or am i getting in enough protein across the day by doing these simple things of having a protein source with every meal am i getting in enough vitamins and minerals or maybe fiber as well and it's kind of like yeah well i am because i'm having fruit with every meal or i'm having vegetables with every meal etc etc so just having these little goals for yourself where you're just mindful of that is the first step Obviously, there's other things we can do around becoming more flexible, such as tracking our macros Monday to Thursday, so four days of the week, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
eating mindfully and just utilizing what I just explained as uh, you know a, a general target and allowing for that. So we have some rigidity or some consistency with our diet four days of the week and then we have some flexibility three days a week and we're not too fast if the calorie amount is higher on those days because we're still thinking about those core fundamentals of sufficient protein and food quality at the same time. And when you have that awareness of what is in certain foods, etc., and your body is accustomed to that and kind of fine-tuned, then you might find yourself having something like an, like an acai bowl on a Sunday morning and feeling quite full and not really eating that much else throughout the day. Or you might go out on Saturday night and have Italian and you have a pizza or garlic bread and maybe an Aperol spritz, right? And it's quite a large calorie amount. So then you wake up Sunday morning with much lower hunger and you decide to just have something really small or low calories, maybe some yogurt or some fruit or a protein shake and some fruit or something like that. And you'll be able to kind of micromanage or uh, a better way of explaining that is you'll be able to adjust your calorie intake based on your hunger. Your body is very good at regulating your hunger signals based on what's coming in and what's going out. So if you have a day where you completely starve yourself, hunger is going to be higher the next day. If you have a day where you're more flexible, a Saturday, for example, you're being very social, you eat more calories than your body's accustomed to, the next day you'll wake up and you won't be as hungry. And that's kind of where borrowing your macros comes into play, where we think, okay, we overshot our targets today, so let's go under the next day and it won't be a problem because you know you've kind of consumed enough that your hunger's down anyways but even then if you are borrowing macros you're, you're tracking you're tracking everything already like you're if you're borrowing macros you're still tracking everything is what i should say which means that there is still that rigid approach so if you're looking for a more flexible approach and looking to be more free maybe consider tracking certain days of the week so i do have some clients right now who i say hey i want you to track monday to friday that's it and weekends you can be flexible. Some of my clients actually have social Friday evenings, which is why I'm like, hey, let's just track Monday to Thursday or even Sunday to Thursday. And then Friday night is whatever you want. Saturday is whatever you want. Uh, you know, I have some clients around the world who actually have traditions like family meals and things like that on a Friday night or a Saturday where it's a large amount of food and it's part of their lifestyle, right? So then we look at reducing the food intake across the week to allow for that because we have to remember that your total calories consumed across the week will influence the most your scale weight, essentially, or will have the largest influence on your scale weight. I can't even speak English right now. This caffeine's kicking in. Um, and then obviously beyond that, macronutrient control, vitamins, minerals, etc., is all about health and performance and muscle and all these other things, but calorie control is key. So if you want to have some days where you consume a lot more food, you're a lot more free, you're a lot more relaxed, you have alcohol, etc., then we just want to be a little bit more rigid on the other days. And if we're not seeing the results that we want to see across a 7 or 14 day period, we become a little bit uh, restrictive on the days that we are tracking to allow for that variety across the weekend. But hopefully we're doing pretty well during the week and then our relaxed approach on the weekend is still heading in the right direction. If fat loss is the focus, what I'm trying to say there is we're very consistent with the calorie deficit on the days that we're tracking and the days that we're not tracking, we're eating mindfully, but hey, I ate a lot more food today, so I'm eating a little, little bit less food tomorrow to still stay in that deficit. That's, that's a smart approach. And that's probably the best way to have a bit more freedom. Essentially, if you're looking to maintain your current body weight, that's when it's the easiest to eat mindfully because like I said before, your body will regulate your hunger based on 
um, highs and lows. And if you're not actively pushing to be in an energy deficit, your body's not really screaming for extra calories. So you'll just maybe eat more tomorrow and eat less the next day and eat a little bit more the day after that, etc. Just like your daily movement shifts all the time, you might burn more calories today because a lot of your walking was done uphill for whatever reason. And tomorrow it was just, you know, on a flat surface. Maybe you went for a walk on the beach yesterday and you burnt more calories per step as well. So there's always going to be these fluctuations with your energy output through your day-to-day -day movement, whether it's from training or just from daily movement or the amount that you've walked throughout the day or other sports or physical activities you've done. And there's going to be variations with the amount of calories you consume as well, but it all balances out towards the end when you're in a maintenance phase, which is something to be mindful of. So I guess when it comes to definite fat loss and I have to lose this much weight by this many weeks, then we do want to be as rigid as we can and allow for a little bit of flexibility there as well. But hey, if we're not seeing the results, we need to tighten things up and push a bit harder. If you are looking to just see lifestyle improvement, health improvement, then four days or five days of tracking and two or three days of being flexible and eating mindfully could still be very beneficial could definitely be an improvement in your food quality across the week your fiber intake etc which could be a big win and then obviously touching on other things like your hydration your sleep your stress management your supplementation stuff like that all of these things can add value to your life so even for myself right now i am in a deficit at the moment and i am tracking accurately I'm tracking within 10 grams of my targets, so my like protein, carbs, and fats for the most part, and I'm typically doing that five to six days a week, and my weekends are very social, so if my Saturday's over, my Sunday's under, um, or I might go lower on Friday because I know my fr my Saturday's going to be over, something like that, so there's, there's a little bit of a high and a low there across the weekends, but if the scale weight isn't shifting or I'm not seeing the visual improvements I want at the rate that I'm expecting, then I will tighten those up, I'll reduce the social occasions, I'll make better decisions, Yesterday I went to a social event and I had one drink and I had a, mo and I had a mocktail, right, instead of a cocktail. Uh, so making smarter decisions around that at times will lead me towards the goals that I'm looking for. So I guess it really depends on your, your current goals, but also we want to make this a lifestyle that we enjoy. I want any of my clients to say, hey, I got to eat a donut today and it didn't affect me negatively. My relationship with food is fine and I realized that this donut from Krispy Kreme is 190 calories or maybe 200 calories and that's not enough calories to you know, blow me over and make me put on a bunch of body fat. At the same time, I have enough control to know that I can put this within my diet which is also inclusive of fruits and vegetables and grains and fiber and protein as well and adequate hydration. It's not going to throw me off. And at the same time, I'm not desperate to eat a donut because I've restricted myself from eating those things for such a long time. And that's the whole idea behind flexible dieting, like I said before, is to have the ability to eat whatever you want to, go to a cafe, choose to have a muffin, understand that that's going to be about 400 calories. And if that's what you want to have, that's what you want to have. And then you just restrict or reduce, I should say, not restrict, reduce the amount of calories consumed at meals later in the day, prioritizing fruits and vegetables and things like that as well. Um, you know, it's another example, I guess, you know, I had, I had a social weekend, so I made sure that my lunch was actually a stir fry yesterday. So lots of vegetables, lots of protein. However, I didn't have noodles with it because I wanted to keep the carbohydrates down because I knew I was going to have a mocktail, which is pretty much pure carbohydrates anyways, right? So learning how to make adjustments to the meals that you're already having to lower the calories consumed, 
to allow for more calories later is also a pretty good approach. And hopefully I think I've touched on this topic and I've kind of covered it now um, sufficiently, but eating intuitively comes with learning first. So you can't eat mindfully or eat intuitively until you've actually learned the correct behaviors or the ideal behaviors towards your goals and understanding nutrition, etc. Because a lot of people who are eating mindfully are maintaining their body weight and sometimes that's actually uh, an obese body or you know an overweight body or an overfat body which is a medical term which basically means that you know you're not necessarily too heavy but you're carrying too much body fat for your height or for your weight uh, your body composition is not ideal uh, you know for a guy maybe you're over 16 or 18 percent body fat for a woman maybe you're over 25 or 30 percent body fat uh, you know you might be considered over fat um, anyways that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Hopefully it made sense and gave you guys a little bit of um, insight as to how I view things around this topic uh, and you know a little bit more understanding about the journey that is required where you kind of follow a meal plan for a while, you track your macros for a while, you learn the nutrient content of foods for a while, you decide you wanna go off the, the typical meals that you're having and start making different meals so you can learn more about other foods like how much protein is in octopus or prawns or you know butter chicken or something like that and then you can actually enjoy these foods when you're out and about and say okay well cool i had this many oysters today and i know that it probably has this much protein so that's awesome that's my protein sorted for that meal etc etc and you want to kind of flow between states of tracking your macros and eating mindfully depending on your goals and move away from an all or nothing mindset or I have to be on plan, otherwise I feel like I'm completely off plan. And I think overall you'll be in a, in a better place mentally and I think you'll learn a lot along the way and you'll get to enjoy life a lot more as well because I am definitely not a coach who says to my clients, you have to follow this meal plan. So when I coach people, I give them three meal plans to follow. One is a optimal nutrition plan, one is an alternative to that optional plan, or the optimal plan, sorry, and then one is a convenience-based plan where they don't really have to cook too much. I've probably touched on this in a podcast episode before. So that right there is already three different meal plans with quite a bit of variety to kind of flow through depending on how you feel on that day. But I still don't want people to feel like they're stuck to those foods only or those meals only. So there's also recipe books that I provide as well. And beyond that, I want people to be able to eat whatever they want to wake up and decide to have, you know, a bagel with cream cheese and salmon and I don't know, maybe a coffee with that or have oats and protein powder and berries if they want to or have something completely different and feel like they're still on track to their goals because they've ticked off the boxes around the nutrition with the protein having high quality foods along the way as well and also just having an awareness of the benefits of consuming certain foods across the day which is also something i've touched on with uh, quite a few of my clients in the past is like when you choose to eat a meal or a food think to yourself what are the benefits of consuming this food right now for example i had some sultanas just before and i had a banana with that and i had a protein shake and i was like okay cool well, this dried fruit is going to digest quite quickly so it's got the carbohydrates that i want so there's also a little bit of fiber there as well which is good from a health perspective and there's also a little bit of potassium there as well, which is also good for some fluid balance uh, perspectives as well. And this coupled with a protein shake is the protein and carbohydrates that I need before I go and work out. And it's gonna digest quite quickly and it's usable energy. At the same time, it's kind of just what I have in the house right now. If I had rice cakes and jam or a bagel with me right now, then I may have chosen that instead. 
but we just utilize the foods that we have available to us and we try to think about the benefits of the foods that we consume as well and kind of just be thoughtful of that or mindful of that as you approach each meal or most meals and then also have the opportunity or the option to still go out for dinner and say you know what I actually don't give an F right now I'm gonna choose the pizza or I'm gonna choose the pasta and I'm gonna get the dessert because it's delicious and I'm sure my total protein intake for that day is going to be sufficient anyways and I'm not going to stress about it. And that's not really a big deal. As long as we're not doing that day to day or week to week and as long as it's not affecting our body composition in a negative way in the long run, everything's all good. And like I said before, your body will adapt. So you consume more food today, you'll probably consume less food tomorrow. And micromanaging everything isn't always necessary, however when you do have time based goals like I said before and you do have a coach in your corner trying to assist you towards those goals, then there's always going to be a conversation of, hey, there is room to do better. Are we comfortable with the current rate of progress right now and the lifestyle and the social aspects that you're enjoying? Or do we need to kind of push a bit harder and eliminate some things to ensure the goal is achieved sooner and you know, kind of give up some things along the way? And that's honestly gonna be uh, individual dependent in every single uh, circumstance. All right, that's the podcast for today. Thanks for listening. And hopefully the background noise wasn't too bad. I'm about to go smash my legs and I will speak to you guys on the next one. If you have any questions, you can find me at Coach Denver Stain on Instagram or denverstain.com and I will speak to you guys soon.